now with the top three sports business stories of the week. Here's the Sport Market Podium, funded by Alpine Credits. Own your home and need a loan? Homeowners get approved. Apply now at alpinecredits.ca. For background on the stories, go to thesportmarket.biz. Just off podium. It is the NHL Winter Classic presented by Discover. That happened New Year's Day at T-Mobile Park in Seattle. Long shot turned aside by Thompson and then a drive by Borgen. He scores! 2-0 Seattle! The Seattle Kraken made that capacity crowd happy. They win the game in shutout fashion against their expansion cousins from the year before they got it into the uh, uh, NHL. We're talking the Vegas Golden Knights, the defending Stanley Cup champions, and it's all part of a big run that the Kraken are on. They're one of the hottest teams right now in the National Hockey League. Uh, Shout out, by the way, to the Winnipeg Jets because nobody is talking enough about the Jets. They now, all of a sudden, have the best overall record in the National Hockey League going into the weekend. We'll get into the NHL Winter Classic. It's off podium because the TV numbers are down. 1.1 million was the average American national audience watching uh, that game on Monday. Now, that is less than a regular Hockey Night in Canada early game. It's approximately what the late game does here in Canada, a country one-ninth the size of the United States. So on the surface, those are problematic numbers, especially the decline that's happened since 2014 when they started to bring in uh, the stadium series and essentially diluting the outdoor game concept. But it still is an event that the NHL will continue to do because it still matters regionally. It still is a big perk for the hosting franchise and it creates great content and beauty shots for the broadcast partners. In the bronze medal position, however, our number three sport business story of the week, Mark Cuban, who we reported last week, of course, uh, selling his majority interest in the Dallas Mavericks, he's going to retain 27%, but he's basically sold about 58% of the Mavs to Miriam Adelson, the uh, Las Vegas Sands casino magnet, who's worth $32.5 billion, and the DuPont family. They've come together to partner with Cuban. Cuban retains basketball operations control, but the podium story, and it's a remarkable one, is that the valuation of $3.5 billion sets the stage for him in partner in, in, in tandem with his new partners to pay out employee bonuses totaling $35 million. There's about 240 Dallas Mavericks employees. On that basis, the average payout is about $140,000 as a bonus. Now, those who are like team dietitian Charles Ashford, he's just finished one year at the Mavericks, he's going to be on the lower end of that scale. Uh, VP, uh, the the Vice President of Operations and Arena Development, uh, uh, he he's going to be he's he's been there longer than Cuban. It's, that's going to be twenty eight years. He's going to have on the high end, and then in between, Leslie Berry, VP Marketing Communication, she's been there ten years. She'll be in the sort of middle range. But this is not a three thousand dollar appreciated Christmas bonus. This is an average of one hundred and forty k to employees, and it's 
all the kind of thinking that made Mark Cuban one of the most influential owners in the NBA. I paid $285 million for the Dallas Mavericks. I went to an opening night of the 99-2000 season. First game of the year. Wasn't sold out. Energy wasn't in the building. I'm a season ticket holder, a huge Mavs fan. I look around thinking, I can do a job in this. Then I realized I can put my money where my mouth is. This was early November. By January 4th, I owned the Dallas Mavericks. And made them a top seven franchise in the NBA and also winning an NBA championship along the way. We'll talk more about that with Steve McAllister in just a few moments. But in the silver medal position, it was gold last week. It's silver this week because it is such an important sport business story. The debut of the professional women's hockey league. Alex Carpenter and she'll take the draw on New York. Wins at Shelton with her stick on the, and she gets it! Ella Shelton scores! History is hers! History is right. This is a unified league as it always should have been instead of two competing fragmented leagues. This is the professional women's hockey league. They're off to such a good start in terms of media coverage, fan engagement. The CBC uh, audience was 741,000. That is a late Hockey Night in Canada NHL type number. That's how good it is. And you've got sellout in some of the games so far, including in Ottawa at the Arena TD Place, uh, 8,300, a record for women's professional hockey. We'll get into more of that with Steve McAllister in a few moments. But our gold medal story, the number one sport business story of the week, is just how golden National Football League television is. Jackson, step and fire. Oh, full separation for Zay Flowers. Flowers cuts it. Flowers has the angle and the touchdown. So Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens are are in quite the run. They've got the number one record overall in the AFC and in the NFL, 13-3 and three going into the final weekend. Uh, they're all set up to have the, uh, the bye next week, uh, watch the uh, others sort of battle it out, and then take charge for a Super Bowl run the weekend after that. But this is gold medal stuff. Because the NFL, in reflection over the year 2023, had 93 of the top 100 television shows on US TV. 93 were NFL games, including the Super Bowl. It's a remarkable story. It's gone from 72 out of 100 coming out of the pandemic in 2020 to now going into 2024, 93 of 100. $1.5 